0: Which players at the Senior Bowl have already caught the eye of the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. on. Locked Locked on. on Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. Day one and almost day two of the Senior Bowl are in the books uh, out in Mobile, Alabama. Landon, there's already some early winners in some pet cats that you and I have for our Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Who is the, the number one player that caught your eye so far this week? I mean, it's not a
1: surprise, anyone who's been following either of us on Twitter or anybody on Twitter, honestly, uh, that it's uh, Jackson Powers Johnson. I mean, he's the Oregon center. He played some guard. You know, he's he's basically been unstoppable in these one-on-ones, and he's shown incredible technique. And, and also not just in the one-on-ones, but in the, some of the team stuff as well. He oh, looked yeah. really, really good. Um, (laughs) he actually basically did the, uh, the, the classic, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too good for this, uh, uh, move and, and got a, got a slight kind of injury after just basically winning every single one-on-one rep for the first two days. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's kind of pulled out for the rest of the week. Um, but I mean, he's earned it. Like he's basically had a, I mean, I'm. I'm not comparing him to this player, but I'm comparing his his first two days. He's had a Zach Martin esque yeah. Senior Bowl, you know, as far as uh, just being able to dominate everyone, including the guys uh, that that other def- other offensive linemen were really really struggling with, like uh, you know the kid from Baylor, the defensive tackle from Baylor, and some of these. Gabe other Hall, so, right? Gabe Hall, yes. So, uh, I, yeah, just incredibly impressive. I mean, can I just talk about one of his reps real quick? That please, I please, I've got perfect. like five I want to talk about. So go so, ahead. You posted this great that great uh, video yesterday. If you guys haven't had a chance, go to Marcus's YouTube channel. He has like uh, uh, the cut ups of several different players that you can easily quickly go through. Uh, and, and so if you go back and watch hit the first rep that he has that J- Jpj has uh, on that clip. Uh, he kind of gets himself into some bad initial body pos- position, right? He kind of he kind of uh, it was like a a, a a strong step inside. He gets a, a bad punch where his hand kind of doesn't quite get the grip he needs to, and the defensive tackle tries to take him back the opposite way from which he mm-hmm. stepped, and. The way he was able—I mean, first of all, let's let's talk about the fact that he's three hundred and thirty pounds, all right—and he's like, it's all here, it's all right
0: here, right? And i he's got his measurables: six oh <laughs> three two, so just over six foot three, three hundred and thirty-four yeah. pounds, yeah. thirty-two in the ancient arms, and then he's got a seventy-nine-inch wingspan, which is actually That's pretty good wingspan. considering his arm length.
1: That's a good wingspan, yeah. And so basically, you know, he's able to punch got kind of to readjust his punch slide and then as the guy is trying to corner him this is the thing that makes JPJ so much better than everybody else is that he has a plan B and a plan C in every snap it seems like right no matter what no matter what you do he has a counter to your counter as hmm. the guy tries to get around the corner he uh uh, 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 uh JPJ's got his what his left hand up high on him and then he puts his right hand on hit on the on the player's hip right and then pushes the hip out and as he does that the player the, the the defender loses his footing because he starts slipping out the sideways and then eventually he falls to the ground and loses the rep it's that kind of like quick adjustment like you know understanding how to how to recover that like that is i mean that that's stuff that you that you hope veteran linemen learn, right? The, the, his ability to maintain technique, to stay square, to recover, Uh, those are all th- – th- that's the difference with him, between him being just a big, strong center guy that we like and uh, a first-round center, in my opinion, is that he has already built in this technique on how to block. He understands leverage. He's new to the position of center, but he's not at all new to – blocking on the inside and understanding the angles and techniques that are required he's just super impressive i mean it was just just watching him was like watching clinic tape it was just really really impressive
0: i've got like tears in my eyes we're finally tra- talking about draft prospects this is yeah. the first time that we've talked about a draft prospect all year for the cowboys it's january 31st right now and we're talking about a center this is that's this right. is why the On cowboys does what it does that's uh, right uh he's he's so much fun he really yeah. is um you mentioned all the one-on-one reps to me the the play that kind of got me was they were in team drills and he got he executed the reach block perfectly the wide like,
1: zone run oh yeah, yeah. got out there yeah.
0: turned his body got got the the defensive tackle cleared the lane if you have a 30 or a 334 pound center that can reach block now we're talking right his feet man it, like yeah the way he's yeah. able to get him and then turn this body around to get the angle like It's impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, we've heard whispers that the Cowboys uh, do like this player. I mean, after his mobile performance, how could you not? I think every team in the league is going to like him. Uh, My question for you, Landon is like, we don't really see centers go in the first round all that often. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum was like one of the highest graded centers in the last five years. And remember everybody was, ranking him as a top 10 player in was it the 2022 20, draft and he fell all the way to 24 mm-hmm. the Cowboys passed on him or I think he went to 25 right the Cowboys yeah. actually had a chance to draft him and passed on him do you think early evaluations like this looks like a round one center to you I do simply because usually
1: with centers it's an either or proposition right you get a uh 285 pound, six foot guy with 30 inch arms, who is just the most technically sound, perfect football player who can play at any era, like understands leverage. Or like Mark no Stepnowski, else. right? Uh, or Mark Stepnowski, right? Exactly. Or, or the, the other side where you get a, Hey, I used to be a guard. I never put my hands on a football. The Andre before. Girard. <laughs> yeah. I think I can play center. Yeah. The Andre Gerard, Exactly. Right. right. See the, the, the full spectrum of, of cowboy centers there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and somewhere Travis Frederick falls right dead center between those yep. two. Um, yeah. And I, I think you don't get the, the, the situation where very often where you have a very well-developed, uh, uh, technique wise player who is, I mean, he's 330 pounds plus, and he plays like with that level oh of strength, gosh. right? Yes. Uh, at, at playing center, you just don't see that often. It's usually they're usually playing a, a guard, and even again, just just to kind of reiterate, JPJ's played one year of center. Like this is just like he's already this good, uh, at, and he's only been playing it for a year. So I, I do think it's it, it is kind of rare to find the combination of an overpowering sized center who can move. And is technically sound, uh, to me, that sort of uniqueness uh is the kind of thing that, that makes you eligible
0: for a first round pick uh if you're a center. It feels like Cowboys Nation has already kind of given him the stamp of approval. Like, hey, this is the guy that we want Dallas to draft at. Is it 24? Is that where Dallas drafts? Yeah, 24. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where you should start considering a center, like in round one based off positional value and all that kind of stuff. But it's I just also keep looking- Go ahead. it's also a fit in like
1: the need, like it's not even just yikes. like, yes. not because you need a center, but because look, I mean, we're going into this off season, trying to figure out what the heck happened at the end of the mm. last, at, end of the last season. A lot of us seem to think that the way to kind of improve things a little bit is, or, you know, that has to be improved regardless is the run game has to get better. Yes. And one game, one way I think you can make the run game markedly better is you put some more strength up front in your center position. So, I think it's not even just that the Cowboys need a center and that he is a center. I think it's that the Cowboys need to find a way to improve the run game and putting more beef and more athleticism at the pivot, I think is a very simple way to kind of almost immediately improve that area.
0: Yeah. So JPJ isn't the only first round quality offensive lineman at the senior bowl. We've actually seen, this might be the best like offensive line class I've seen in mobile Yeah. since like, Luke Jokel and Eric Fisher and Mm -hmm. Lane Johnson were in the senior bowl back in 2013. Let's talk about some other round one options for the Cowboys next. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors, passion drive and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Fit only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to the Don Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Don plus our national shows covering every league. Go to On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Lane, I want to talk about some of the offensive tackles that are uh, here in Mobile because there's several I like quite a bit. Yeah. I want to start with Tyler Guyton because we've heard some some really interesting comps for Tyler Guyton, including Tyron Smith, somebody that we know uh, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty well. Uh, what have you thought of Guyton so far at the Senior Bowl?
1: He's, you know, look. The funny thing for me coming into this is, as someone who comes into the draft process very late with a lot of a lot of these peers, right, is that you hear kind of whispers about these folks, and it's just part of the the, the unfortunate business of getting into this late. So it, it influences your your kind of thought process going into it to a little bit, but you, you try not to let it right. So uh, going into watch Tyler Guyton, I'd, I'd heard a lot of this kind of raw comparison that that sort of thing, and I, I think the thing that my initial thought was is that he is as advertised. And, and I think he's actually pretty accurately nailed by a lot of these folks that, you know, view him as he's a raw ball of clay, you know, and, and it's, and it's, he's raw in all the ways that you would expect someone who doesn't have a lot of starts underneath their belt to be right. His hand technique is, uh, especially his placement and his timing of his punch is just kind of all over the place. Uh, when he gets his hands on you, it's really hard to get away. He's got incredible length. He's incredibly, uh, he's an incredible foot athlete. Like he just moves like just very fluidly and very quickly and explosively for a guy that's so big and so tall. Right. And he, and he has good lower body flexibility. It seems like to me just based on, on what I've seen, but you know, it's just, it's like the full Tyler Smith, like the, you know, like he's like, he, it's not a quick punch with him. It's a wind up. And then he gets into his, and then by the time his hands hit the body, they don't go where they're supposed to be you know he's like got one hand outside around the body he's got one hand too low so uh i think it, it it's a project to be certain but there is very little doubt in my mind that he is by far the most physically gifted offensive tackle in, that I, that i've seen so far in this group like i mean he's just so explosive so strong uh you know it, he, obviously his technique is 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 not great it's bad but it's his physical gifts are so good that uh, he's still affecting rush. He's still having a positive influence on that sort of thing.
0: So it's why it's, it's, it's really hard not to, I mean, he's not the same player, but there's a lot of similarities between him and Tyler Smith coming out of Tulsa. Yeah. Right. Like, you Tyler, know, te- Smith. Yeah, Tyler yeah. Smith. yeah, 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 you know, yeah. you know that the technique needs a lot of work, but there's just so much athleticism and raw power that it's just hard to find those guys.
1: Yeah. And, and really, ultimately, that becomes about understanding who the player is, right? Like, because, you know, when you have those kind of gifts, you know, there are ways and and, and it's about hand placement and touch punch and, and and timing. Those are things that, you know, can be taught. Those are things that can be, you know, honed, that can be fixed. But it takes uh, a self-motivator. It takes someone who's willing to put in the time to uh, uh, away from the facility, to kind of get better in those areas. Tyler Smith
0: has that yes. kind of mentality. I was going to say that's one of the biggest reasons the Cowboys were drawn to Tyler Smith is they just loved his work ethic. Uh, not saying that we haven't heard that about Tyler Guyton, but we just don't know. And I think that's we probably one of the biggest and, things that we're, we're going to find out through the Senior Bowl. And if you remember, that
1: was a part of I, – I think that's part of the reason that we started to accept Tyler Smith as a pick once we started to get to know him a little bit more, we didn't know Tyler Smith before the pick, the pick happened. We understood who he was as a raw player and a lot made a lot of us nervous. But when you hear him talk and you see the passion that he has about the team play playing football uh, and, and then clearly backs that up, you know, in the, in the weight room, in the locker room, going to work with Duke and all those things. Uh, you see why the Cowboys had such confidence in drafting him because it's not even just that he is a raw ball of clay that you feel like you can mold. He has the mentality and the work ethic to actually get it done. And I think that's a second component that is going to be part of Tyler Guyton's evaluation. And if he is that kind of guy as well, I love the idea of drafting that kind of offensive tackle, especially on this team, right? Because Let's say you bring back Tyron Smith for one more year. I understand no one loves the idea of potentially sitting a first round offensive tackle for a year, but at least you give him some coverage to develop into that offensive tackle that you could be by far the best of this class. If he hits. Well, uh, and we know, not we just every team know can like,
0: do that. Yeah. We also know that like Tyron, even if you bring Tyron back, he's probably not playing a 17 game schedule. It's probably like yeah, he's going to play sure. 12 to 13 games. Sure. And then, I mean, Terrence Steele has Guyton been really healthy him. other than his knee injury, but maybe, you know, maybe he has to fill in there. The thing with that's interesting about Guyton is he's this year he was exclusively a right tackle for Oklahoma. Yeah. He does have some left tackle experience. So you would probably be moving him to the left side, trying to get him ready to be the future left tackle. Um, but maybe he does give you some swing tackle ability as, you know, a year one player.
1: Well, let's also remember we've got, Will let's go too. who is coming back healthy. So maybe the thought process could be you, mo- you keep let's go on the right side so that Guyton could focus on learning Correct. the left side with the idea. Eventually maybe he becomes a swing tackle or something like that. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I,
0: I like the fit for this team. And I like what I've seen from him in because ultimately it's more than just a one year pick. Now, if you're going all in this year, maybe you're more likely to draft a center that could help you out. But we're going to know by draft time, what's the status of Tyron Smith and what's the status of your offensive line. Did they bring back Tyler Briadish? Did they agree to a new deal on Tyron Smith Is Zach Martin coming back? Yeah. I think it'll, it'll make things a lot easier. Uh, but as of right now, he's just one of the more intriguing players in the draft because there was so much upside and you can even see it in some of the one-on-one drills like his, he's just so quick. There's other times he'll duck his head and that's how one of the rushers beat him in one of the one-on-one drills. But, Man, I'm fascinated. Any other offensive lineman that you wanted to mention uh from yesterday's practice? Well, just on a on a maybe a slightly negative front. Um, I thought that Jordan
1: M- Morgan wasn't quite what was advertised, at least for me. I haven't watched his Arizona tape yet, so I don't know, but I, I've heard th- tons of positive things about him. Clearly, he did not have a good good practice on day one. Uh, day two seemed like it was a little bit better, but uh he definitely still has a, a ways to go, I think, to kind of turn. This uh, practice week around,
0: which uh, I will say, I will say, I hope he kind of does. Uh, and then I another guy a, like, I did see him in like one of the like warm-up drills. They just do like these. The the the, the other offensive linemen are holding bags, and you're just kind of working on your hand technique. Mm-hmm. He knocked over another offensive lineman on his back in warm-up drills, which I thought yes. was hilarious. Is uh, I do wonder if he's a guard in the NFL. Uh, his, he came in at is like six link? foot four. Um, maybe he's like. I was watching him and wondering, is he like this year's Matthew Bergeron? You know, a college hmm. tackle that is probably a guard in the NFL, but also gives you the position flexibility to play maybe three to four other positions.
1: Yeah, his arm length wasn't great, but his wingspan kind of you know made up for it at least. I mean, it it it, it met thresholds. It's not great, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the thought process constantly is for people that aren't long enough at tackle to be moved into guard. But does he have the kind of uh, uh killer finish the, the kind of quickness that's required to play inside i, I think he does but I, I do need to see more of his arizona tape i do want to mention one more guy too uh i thought that talis fulaga i had to look up his name yeah uh, talis yeah. fulaga from washington uh uh really really he's fun to watch because you're watching him and to me he looks like an old school offensive tackle right yeah. he's got his shirt up he's like yes he's kind of got a, a he's kind of top heavy but he's a good foot athlete. Right. Uh, yeah, I could just see him in like, you know, striped uh knee high socks in the eighties with short shorts, like you know, yeah. practicing uh on a grass field. He just looks like an old school offensive tackle. I loved what he did uh specifically against uh was it lot late to yesterday that he had a couple of good reps against. Yep, yep. Um and and he just looks overall like uh like he's a tackle. I think there was some some concern or about maybe uh having to switch him into guard, but he looks like he's an offensive tackle to me.
0: 6057. So basically 6'6, 332 pounds, 33 and 3 inch, inch arms, 81 and a half inch wingspan. Like that's a tackle. And you watch his Oregon State tape, and it's he's really good. State I, State I State. yeah, I I'm a fan. Now I don't I'm I think he's probably more of a early round two guy than a round one guy, but I thought he looked pretty good at the senior bowl. um uh, Lynn, I want to just mention a couple more sleepers from mm. Mobile uh, right when we get back. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snack, and placing some bets. FanDuel has so many different ways that you can bet, uh, such as who's going to score the first touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and so much more. Plus new customers, if you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduelcom lockdown to sign up. That is fanduel.com/lockedon. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL. All right, Lena, let's uh talk about some sleepers here that we saw in mobile. Uh I'll just give you one really quickly. And we were kind of debating this pre-show, but I don't know if you can count Lad McConkie, uh, the Georgia yeah. receiver, as a sleeper, especially after his practice on Tuesday. But yeah. they couldn't cover him. I mean, he was open on every single route. Uh, every, in breaking route, he got open. He was even making plays on the sideline. Uh, he just looks like a guy that is going to profile as like a high-end number two receiver in the NFL and is going to have 85 catches every season.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. We were talking about how it's it's weird to have a draft sleeper that was such a a big name in college football that like, you know, uh but that's kind of what the deal is with McCle- with 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 Ladd is that he's he's a, he's in a situation where you kind of felt like uh, just based on him being in Georgia that his career was inflated and that mm-hmm. is that that would go in that he would be overrated going into uh, uh uh the draft i mean that's just that, that's just the feeling with a lot of these kind of uh role plus players on national title teams right is that there's an assumption that they're being pushed up because they played at alabama or they played at georgia they played at ohio state and i don't think that's the case with Vlad. i mean nope. he's uh he's clearly a very skilled uh player he's a, a able to separate he's, he's explosive he's precise in his route running it's not surprising that he had a uh, uh, such a great day of practice. I mean, in, in those kind of one-on-one drills, because those tend to lend themselves uh, to those, you know, those kind of players, right. That are able to separate and and, and that are facing a bunch of man co- only man coverage. Right. And so uh, the guys like that, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, very uh, difficult uh, job for the corners to, uh, uh, you know, to cover guys like that, and which is why we should, you know, probably even though he's definitely, definitely not a sleeper, we have to at least uh, mention the Toledo kid, uh, oh, Quinion uh, Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell. I, I won't, yeah. I won't throw him under this, but I'm just throwing his name out. What an incredible day he's had because that's such a difficult task, and he
0: was able to basically beat every single person thrown his way. Uh He's, I mean, he was fun. amazing. I mean, he had an interception uh, in today's practice on Bernard the underthrow Reist. one. On the yeah. underthrow, yeah. I mean, they were moving. I even saw they were moving him in a slot a little bit. Seems like that mm-hmm. was a thing from some of the coaches. They want to see how he plays in the slot. and He handled it really well. Oh. There was a comeback route against Tez Walker from North Carolina, where he beat Walker to the spot Too on a tall. comeback route and just jumped in front of him so much so that the quarterback didn't even throw the ball because they didn't want to get an interception. Yeah. I mean, he, outside of Latu, I think he might be the best defender in Mobile and. I would be shocked if he's not a top 25 pick. I mean, he is oh, such yeah. a good corner. Well, I mean, the knock on this kid
1: was that he played just a bunch of zone and off man coverage. And what does he do? He comes out here in the senior bowl, he's playing a bunch of press and beating the crap out of people. So, uh, you know, that's it, if you want to raise your stock quickly in Mobile, go out and prove that you can do the thing that everyone doubted you about. And that's in that, you know, suddenly the, you've taken away the weakness that they can complain about. And now you're a top 15 pick. Uh, back to the sleeper list though, real quick. I, I did want to bring up two guys. One was, uh, and I'm trying to find his name the Florida State kid, the wide receiver that is absolutely Johnny enormous. Johnny Wilson, yeah, that kid. I've never seen a six seven receiver get off the line like that guy does, no, right? Like, uh, that he's really, really intriguing. I, I don't know what his draft stock is, I, I'm only basing it. I on think that. a lot of people think he's like a day two guy, okay. He's interesting. You know, he's uh, just that kind of size and that ability to beat, you know, uh, initial coverage like that uh, at this early. That's, yeah, I, got a, that's... I got a
0: 6061, 237, 30, over 35-inch arms, 84.5-inch wingspan. I wonder what he's going to run. Like, because,
1: I mean, he could definitely be a guy that's blowing up the combine. if I, if he I, runs I saw the...
0: reports of like 452 to 455. Okay.
1: That's appropriate for someone that size,
0: right? I mean, um, you think?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, appropriate, I guess, for an NFL wide receiver who's going to get drafted the first two rounds, right? Like to me, to uh, me, he
0: reminds me so much. I mean, he's a better player than this coming out of school, but like body size, he reminds me of Darren Waller coming out of Georgia Tech. Where it's okay, just, okay, you're that big and that fast. I do wonder, like, if his role in the NFL isn't as like a big slot. And you just let him go be more physical and more athletic than linebackers and safeties because, and he's had a good day of practice. He's run better routes than some of the six foot one receivers. I do like him quite a bit. A uh, couple more guys. I just want to
1: bring up just because they, I had notes on them, right? Uh, Dom Pooney, right? Uh, he had, you know, look, Gabe Hall victimized a lot of people in practice yeah. <laughs> on on Monday. Uh, and and Pooney was the one that got the most of uh, uh, play. I think you, everyone who saw any of the videos saw, uh, pooney getting beat by that swim move real quick and 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 halls in the backfield but what i will say is that that aggressiveness that you know actually kind of had him lose that rep because he he got too aggressive and he reached he bent over waist bent over to him that is the kind of play that really helped him on the rest of his reps right yes. I, I liked his de- play demeanor on the rest of his reps he got physical with the defensive tackles i i you know i have a feeling that if 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 uh, Hall tried to do that again, that, wait, I'm sorry. Did I get his name right? The, the Baylor defense. Yeah. Tackles. Gabe Hall. Yep. Gabe yep. Hall. If Hall tried to do that again, I, I have a feeling that that Pooney would probably punish him for it. So uh, I thought that he had a pretty good uh, uh, a day. What's the name of the Florida center? Um, he also, I thought uh, uh, Chris, oh no, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, Kingsley, Kingsley, yeah. Kingsley I, I, Kingsley. I think he's also a guard center. So maybe that's why yep. it was, uh, I loved his play demeanor as well. I thought he just was like a tough guy. You saw him throwing guys down after the end of these reps. Play style, I think, is a big thing. It's important, especially yep. uh, uh, you know, in these reps, is to see the kind of demeanor. And then finally, the guy I really wanted to bring up, and I have no idea what this guy's stock is because he went to UConn, so I'm not sure, but Christian Hayes, mm. that guy has some of the best feet uh, I've seen of all the offensive linemen uh, in, in this, uh, in this, uh, he's uh, like a mid round guy. I, he, he had a really good day on Tuesday. Holy cow. I mean, just for, for his size to be able to kind of move. I mean, he, he really reminded me of JPJ in a lot of ways where he's a big guy. He's got strength, but he's got really, really good feet. And there were just several times when you saw him, these reps where he's able to engage and then not just kind of drive guys, but get his whole body and feet around and shield them off. And, and like, that's the kind of blocking, like, you know, sometimes when you try to finish guys, you lose your own balance or you uh, lose the guy because you're trying too hard to put him on the ground. Sometimes it's if, if you can just grip the guy and then physically put your body between the defender and the hole and the hole and just seal him off completely. That's the most effective blocking and run blocking because usually you can end up blocking multiple people that are trying to float to the ball as well. And and you just yeah. saw him able to get around on guys like that. Just really impressive stuff. Lots of really, really good offensive linemen in the senior bowl. I, I was fun to, it was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get another padded practice on Thursday, which really helps when it comes to evaluating these offensive linemen. So uh, we're going to have a special show for you guys on Friday. We're going to have a, a little bit of a draft special with the guys from Lockdown NFL Draft. So make sure that you are tuning in for that. Make sure you're checking out the podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show on YouTube as well. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.